Yo, what's going on, guys? Radio Melee, episode three coming at you, and uh, what a star-studded cast we have with us today, of course. This is the episode where we bring on our first guest, one of the most beautiful, handsome, and talented men in Melee, Zane. And, of course, we are joined by our uh, our other phenomenal host, Hof. How's it going today, guys? Super well. Yeah. What an intro. Holy moly. I'm I not Beautiful and talented. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm happy already, yeah. My dude, uh, yeah, yeah this, is, this is a big week, dude. This is uh, this is a good week, too. It's an it's a off week for the SEL, mm-hmm. you know. Um, is there, there's like something going on this weekend or something. I remember I talked to I talked to Aiden, you know, from Summit. And I was like, oh, why is there a break this time? You're doing like a gap week. Is that just for the competitors? He's like, yeah, that too. But also, he's just like, he's like, there's some tournament that uh, we didn't want to step on anybody's toes. So we're scheduling around this tournament. Is there a tournament this weekend that, that you know of, Zane or PP? Not that I know of. I heard that uh, Brandon Homemade Waffles was hosting something, and he said he was primarily doing that because there was no tournament. So I don't know. Big one. Is that this weekend? That's what I mean. I think that's what he was talking about. Um, I didn't get all the details, but that's kind of my understanding from uh, scrolling through Twitter. So take that, take that as you will. Um, But yeah, Zane, how are you doing today? Welcome to the welcome to Radio Melee. How does it feel to be on radio? It feels great. This is, I, I like. I'm liking the vibe. Um, yeah. Um, I, I, feel, I feel good. I I took a I took a day off yesterday. Um, after SEL, just to relax. And uh, yeah, I'm just chilling. Yeah, great. Um, yeah. So I don't know, Toph, if you have something you want to lead in for Zane, but I guess while while we're all trying to get our questions going for Zane, make sure that you're remembering. Right. Make sure that you're remembering that you you out there watching, listening, can submit your questions, exclamation, radio melee, go into the mm-hmm. Discord, put them, uh, where is that they can put their questions? Submit topics here. Chat. Yeah, yeah, or anywhere. We'll figure it oh, out. Yeah, there's literally a text channel, submit topics here. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. Back. Make or it as easy as possible. Just, I mean, you're going to hop in. You're going to see what everyone else is doing. It's going to be really obvious what you're supposed to do once you join the Discord. Just click yeah. on that Discord invite button. It's going to be, it's going to be, Easy breezy. You're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, everyone else is doing this thing. I'm gonna do this thing. Yeah, and you know what? You'll be right. Yeah, and just don't just don't jump off the bridge. Anyway, what right. we have for you today, what we have for you today, Zane, we're not we're not gonna hit you with the hardest questions, but we're gonna hit you with some ones maybe you don't get asked all the time. We're gonna okay. see see what you got, what you're thinking about some things we have, some what you're thinking about what the community has. Um, so I guess I've got I'll hit you with um I'll hit you with kind of more of an obvious one, a bit of a warm-up. Um why do you think you had such a dominant performance uh, Sunday? Yeah, I mentioned it a little bit in my interview, um, but the first week of SEL, I had to play HBox round one, and I think that has this like layer of expectation to it that I shouldn't have overthought that much. Where I was like, I have to, I have to win for the sake of like what practice means, because in my head, I don't see HBox like practice that much melee, and I'm playing every day, and I was like, this is like a principal battle. Um, so Battle that's why, yeah, so that's why I was really zeroed in on the puff matchup, and I feel like I neglected a lot of other, uh, like, a lot of, I, I played Mega, like, once in the span of two weeks, but it was a lot of, um, neglect on the Falco matchup, um, even, like, I think Leffen said that I was, like, looking weaker versus spaces or something, um, and maybe, yeah, in my head, I was like, oh, I'll be fine, I think even my B game versus spaces is fine, but Mega played super hot that week, um, and then this week, as SEO week two, they gave me an all spaces bracket, uh, which 
I was completely comfortable with. I was like, all right, I literally, I mean, I can just focus on this, what I'm good at, and polish everything there. And uh, and then it was a combination of that, and then Mango playing really, really badly. Um, yeah. Okay. Do you feel like, because, dude, I was thinking about this. I was, I was doing SCL predictions one week, and I was like, Man, you know, Mango basically every week, especially with the format where you get to pick your opponent, Mango mm. basically every week gets a bunch of Falcons. And I wonder if, like, the, you know, I think he's really comfortable in that matchup. Like, he just never has any problems against Falcon ever. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, I wonder if, uh, you know, I, okay, this week, obviously, you know, you kind of you kind of got in there. But I, I do wonder how much for, for uh you know, the purposes, especially with it being single limb and like you don't have losers bracket to kind of adapt and kind of make changes for grands or whatever. I do wonder like how much uh, you feel like the, the characters you run into on the way to finals kind of affects your play. Sure. Yeah. Um, Hbox in particular, um, it's a very draining matchup for me to play. Because uh, even if it's a 3 or if it's a 3-1, game five is obviously the worst case scenario. It's going to take a lot out of me to to play versus him and then uh, i remember this happened at um smashcon 2019 where it was the first time i took hbox at game five um and i lost that set and afterwards i i immediately played army and losers for ninth and i just felt completely like i was like dude i can't do this right after that um so i think he in particular is just really taxing on both mindset and stamina and it's something that i have to get better at dealing with I, i'm cognizant of it which is good but um mm-hmm. it, it takes some it takes some practice um but yeah i, I think this week in particular mega and i both had matchups uh where respectively we could both like warm up really well for the finals i don't know what happened to him though <laughs> like it felt like he was like playing super hot versus lizzie then yeah. johnny i actually didn't watch the johnny set but i know it was a 3-0 right. um and then for me it was Moki and Fat. And I thought we were just going to have like a crazy set, um, but yeah, I don't know. Some 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 kind of burnout happened for him. Ran out of juice. Ran out of. He always says that. Yeah, I run out of juice. Sometimes you run out of juice. I don't know. Um, Do you have Marth juice? <laughs> Is that a thing? Because like, Marth, okay. Marth, you know, Marth. Oh thank my god, you. that's amazing. Hey, thank you. How's it going? um because you know people always talk about fox juice and all you run out of fox juice sometimes and you just you know you just can't move anymore that's it your fox juice is done for the day and then prince abu used to meme about puff juice (laughs) oh you know you're only taking these friendlies because i ran out of puff juice i'm like shut up shut up prince you know so do you have marth juice or do you feel like you could go forever Mm, i think comparatively i can go forever um so, so a nice thing about marth is that when you feel lost or stuck or you need a second to think about what's going wrong, mm-hmm. always revert to this basic game plan of just, all right, let me take my space, just dash dance and like assess the situation. Right. Um, so I, I don't know if you feel that way, PP, but that's something that I've always like felt as a nice way to like kind of stop the momentum of your opponent um, and yeah. like, figure out what's going on. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can get tired. I, I don't know. Something like, so that saying you're out of juice, I don't know. I feel like that just means there's something intrinsically wrong with your preparation, uh, which is mm. like you have to fix mm. that as a competitor. 
Um, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. That, made, that does make sense. PB, do you yeah. feel like there was a character difference when you switched from playing only Falco to like Falco Marth that you felt? Or did um, you kind of... So, yeah, I mean, I'd say I'd say they also just use uh, juice kind of differently, right? Like they're different fuels, you know what I mean? But it's kind of like if you if you run out of one, you can kind of you can you can run out of the other. They kind of both burn at the same rate. Like I just feel like and I just kind of feel like Falco will burn a little hotter, a little quicker. But that doesn't mean it doesn't mean like you got You got a big enough tank. You got enough gas in there. You're going to go regardless. So I think I think it's more I think I think I agree with Zane about the preparation and you know, um, I was thinking when you, I thought, you know, I'm so used to, I'm not as used to playing Zane. Obviously we haven't played yet. I was, I'm more used to playing M2K. So when you said, I need a minute to think, I remember back in the day when M2K would say, yeah, I sit on the ledge cause I need to think. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we don't have to get into that, but, uh, probably what might be beneficial to get into are some, uh, uh, viewer calls and questions. Right. I know people want to talk, especially to Zane. If they have questions for all of us, we'll be glad to hear any of it. But uh, we can go ahead and bring someone in now if that's okay. Yeah, I should I should even add, honestly, if you guys, so we already got a lot of questions in the Discord. And if you guys have questions for anyone in specific, you know, if it's more for a question for whoever, you can totally specify that. You can totally oh. be like, some people are even doing that. Oh, we got yeah. our first caller. Hey, what's up? Howdy, howdy. What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's What's it going? How, where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm calling in from New Jersey. Mm. What's your question for us today? Uh, so I was talking to one of my friends about the differences between ultimate and melee. And at one point okay. I said that melee was a better competitive game. And he, my friend, who's not the smartest guy, shout outs to <laughs> Billy. Uh, he Great said friendship. That, what a shout out. Yeah. What a shout out. <laughs> not the smartest guy. <laughs> he said something along the lines of like, yeah, Melee only has five good characters. Kind of like an, like, like an ins not an insult, but like a negative to the game. And I didn't really know what to say back. So my question is, is it better for a fighting game to have a lot of characters like Ultimate with its 80 plus characters or a more selective group of really strong characters like Melee? Um, I am down to let, I'm down to let, that is a great question. And I'm going to try and not, yeah, I think I'm not going to try and ball hog this one. There are uh, more people here. So I'm down to let Zane take this away first. Make sure our guest has the chance to shine. What do you got? What do you got for us, Zane? Yeah, I'm of the opinion that I prefer specialization. Um, so for me, I align more towards melee because I like to see the matchups super fleshed out. Um, I'd rather have like, five or six, six really like super fleshed out matchups where people know the counterplays and stuff rather than <laughs> this isn't trying to be, this isn't me trying to dunk, but like just like some random Pac-Man on the screen and the other guy doesn't know what he's doing. Cause I feel like that just happens all the happens time. All the time. Yeah. All and the time. It's, I mean, how many characters are in ultimate? It's like, is it over 60? Okay. I, I don't even know. Oh, yeah. It's over 70. Jeez. I think it's like 80 at this point. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I don't, and then with with the newer Smash games, I feel like there's never even enough time for the game to breathe meta wise. Where like I feel like Smash Four had so much more. Like I wasn't a big fan of it, but I feel like it had a lot left to grow. But then the new one just comes out, and you're like, well, I guess we never got to see like what were the counterplays for this matchup or that matchup, and then it moves on to the next one. So with something like Melee, it's like we're seeing these like key matchups 
continually evolve over the course of like 20 years and it's insane to me and i i much prefer that i was gonna say i think it works in melee so i played a couple fighting games um at like you know reasonable level like i was getting into grand blue versus which was uh you know that's like an arc system works fighting game kind of street fighter style um i was entering tournaments and stuff like that uh before i realized that you know rollback net code if you don't if your game doesn't have rollback net code it's not worth playing and what I kind of realized is uh, with melee, I think the reason it works in melee, the smaller the smaller cast, in particular, in particular, people talk about like the viable characters. So like, let's even let's even forget the bottom half of the tier list. Let's just say, forget those guys. Okay, so let's say melee has, for all intents and purposes, twelve to thirteen characters or something like that. I think the reason it works in melee is because there's a million ways to play every character. So so the game stays fresh forever. I mean, I can watch. You know, I can you can show me a vod of like. You know, I ran into Leffen one time when he was in SoCal. Um, I ran into Leffen on Smash Ladder on his Smurf. Hmm. And within two stocks, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is Leffen. Um, you, I can identify a player almost immediately, especially if they're especially if they're a good player. The better you get, the more you can branch out your play style. Mm -hmm. So I think the reason Melee doesn't need that many characters is because there's so many different ways to play every character. And I don't think every game is like this. So I don't intrinsically think a smaller cast is better. I think if you took Ultimate... And you narrowed it down to twelve characters. I think the get the game gets stale very fast because I, I don't think there's as much depth to every character. Mm. Um, I think in the general case, in fact, in the general case, I think it's good to have more characters. But I think in the case of a game like Melee, the reason Melee works is because each character is so deep, and there are and it feels like it feels like you you never you never get tired of watching a character if you understand the game because there's so many different ways to play every character. Um, I think a, a healthy cast size for me in like a fighting game is like probably like the twenty to thirty range. I would say Melee could even have a few more characters and I'd be like happy with it. But I think the reason Melee works is because, yeah, like I said, super deep characters. Um, yeah, I, I, I would definitely echo that from Toph. That's kind of one of my responses to this question a lot is um, I think the engine, the physics is what determines the interest for the game to me. And I, and I, yeah, but I yeah. think, you know, I think uh, if, if you're a spectator, that can be harder to to enjoy. And I think like Toph says, I mean, you know, they're only sometimes it can even be harder to appreciate the differences because it, it can be harder to notice these things. And, um, and it can in some players, it takes a whole lot of skill and a whole lot of hours and a whole lot of time to bring all of that personality, yeah. all of that character out. Uh, so, you know, I think I think that I think like the game, the mechanics are what really, uh, really are the main comparison for me, but I'll also say, you know, to the actual point, just to kind of um, hopefully tie things up a little bit. Um, I, I, you can also just say, if you want, if you want to just try and not say one is more better than the other, you can say, I prefer learning more different archetypes of knowledge. Like, cause I know there are a lot of copies of characters in, in the newer smash. And I, so I know that some people will, so like some people will say, well, this character is like another character. So this means I can kind of copy some matchup knowledge over. So I think some people kind of like organizing knowledge in that way. They like maybe learning more about these total numbers of things rather than narrowing in focus on, on one character or, and learning all of the nuances that way. I think that might just be a preference. Um, mm. and, and of course there'll be preferences based on game engine and things like that. Uh, but again, for me, I I have found that I mean also depending on your definition of viable you can you can still leave half the casted there are a certain number of characters that you know we said would never make top 8 and are making top 8 or top 5 or hitting top 5s in tournaments and have done that um right. Pikachu Pikachu won a tournament not so long ago I mean you know so things are still happening 
Yes, absolutely. And so I think, um, and I, it's very interesting. Um, a lot of times in a lot of top eights, and I always don't think about this, but so many times, I see people on, on Reddit or in other places saying, man, we have a lot of character diversity in the top eight or almost everyone plays a different character. And maybe there are some secondaries that cross over. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's almost like, you know, even <laughs> it's almost like if you're if you're that interested in in top eight character diversity or if that's one of the metrics you want to use to judge the games by, then they wouldn't actually be that different. Uh, but if, of course, it depends. But um, right. there, were, there were a lot of Falcons in D1 the first week of uh, Summit. So you would say, OK, well, Falcons take it over melee or, you know, whatever, depending on your spectator point of view. But yeah, I, I guess like uh, I guess I'll just say um, I, I think like the the difference in terms of like a function might not matter that much. But I would also just say the game engine is what really makes it count. Just to echo Toph's point. Yeah, definitely. Does that yeah, make sense? Question. Yeah, like the, the amount of depth really let so i agree with that i yeah. can't really hear what you're saying yeah putting you out yeah i'm like the mr destructoid yeah that's like it's <laughs> but the, that's like the from the, the first voice. stock huh yeah yeah the first that's like from the first stock episode one right it's where it's like you can see what you can watch a marth and see playing the marth not just it's just oh some yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, I do love a good doc reference. Me too. But yeah, um, thank you for calling in. We do appreciate that. And uh, we're going to keep it moving if that's okay with you. All right. <laughs> we just about have our next guest. Yeah. So we're... Hello. Hello, so... hello. 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 How's it going? What's your name and where are you calling in from? My name is Stellar and I'm from Canada. Shout outs to Canada. What's your question for oh, us? What's today? Oh, hey. Good to have you on. <laughs> Good to see you. I'm glad you recognize me because you followed me years ago. And every couple months, I check to see if you're still following me. And I kind of don't understand the interaction, but I appreciate it. Anyway. <laughs> good, good job, Toph. Good job, Toph. Consistently good tweets. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. So, my question today is a bit of a, you know, it's a bit of a, a curveball, I guess. But okay. assuming you lose a tough set, right? Assuming that you've just had a really tough loss. You know, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things that people can say to you that will kind of make the loss hurt more when they're trying to help. So I was kind of wondering, what's a a good, like, what are some meaningful ways to provide, like, consolation and encouragement to a buddy after a tough loss? It's a great question. That's a good question. I, you know, it's so funny. I think people spend so much time saying, don't talk to me, just leave me alone, or the things you say aren't helpful. I don't think we often consider what we could do instead. So it's a very productive question. Yeah, we say. I, I love this question, yeah. I love this question. Um, Sometimes I just want to give people a big hug. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they'd appreciate it. I mean, okay, here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. I will say this. I'll preface, I'll start by saying this. I think five minutes after a tough loss is a, is a big difference from even... Yeah. 15 minutes after tough loss, which in turn is a big difference uh, to three hours or two hours after. You know what I mean? And then the day after and so on and so forth. So, or also the 15 seconds after. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think some people, uh, and this is tough because the way, I, the way I might process some of this is different than a lot of people because I know some people are fueled in different ways. So I think some people after losses primarily want to hear, 
man, that person wasn't even that good. Man, they they suck. You'll get you'll beat them next time. And I think that's what some people want to hear. But I, it's not really what I want to encourage. So I'm a bit I'm a bit torn, a bit torn here. Um, now I know that I know that uh, Golden Guardians Dane never loses. But if he did, what would what would be something that would make him feel better after a tough loss? I've had pl- oh my gosh, 2019. I had so many game fives with HBox yeah. where. A lot of people said some good things. A lot of people said some bad things. But yeah, sure. I think, I think the uh, the clear differentiator is that it's a friend, right? Because I've had a lot of. I think this was my first like really bad experience was after my Armada set at Evo. Mm. Um, I got off the stage, and the first thing that someone asked me was to sign something, and I don't have it in me to say no. Oh. So I was just like, yeah. <laughs> so, oh. Thank you. Oh. so that. Uh, but if it's a friend, so the way I work is it, it's pr- it's so random how I feel. Like I, I think the best I've felt is this was at SmashCon 2019 after I lost to HBox Game Five. I kind of found I always do this where I find my little corner in the venue and I just sit and I just contemplate. And my friend um, from college, his name is David. Uh, somehow he just knew exactly where to find me, and he didn't even like say anything about the set. He didn't acknowledge it. He just said, do you want to get some Korean barbecue? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I really do. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, st- stuff like that can help. Um, not to... I-, I feel like I need to watch my sets personally by myself um, right after the loss, because that's important to me, to just rip off the Band-Aid, take away the emotional weight of it. And that's something I need to do on my own. I don't really want to like bring that on other people. So I'd rather do other things after the loss. Um, it's funny. Uh, my, my girlfriend, Caitlin, is like really careful after I lose and she's at a tournament. And it's like really random how I'll react. Like she'll, she'll come up and just like, do you want me here? And I'll, at Big House, I was like, yeah, <laughs> after I lost the mango. Um, but sometimes I'm just like, I just need to be alone. It, it, it really, I, I'm pretty fickle uh, when it comes to stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'd say that the the best thing for me is um just doing something outside of melee. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I love that I love that there was a que- there was a question asked. There wasn't a there wasn't an, I definitely know what to do here. And, yeah, and it, sometimes it, people yeah. want that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people want that, but sometimes mm-hmm. I yeah, I think I think, you know, letting that person kind of letting the person who who is having the difficulty kind of dictate what's going on here. And I think it's an important thing to, you brought up again, Zane, while you were talking about it. You said, okay, well, a friend or someone close to me is supporting me. Very different. And Tofa echoed this too. It's very different than when a fan will do that because there's a different meaning to some things. Even very well-meaning things can just feel very different. So for a friend, I mean, I think some people are of the of the camp that like Zane's in, where they're like, oh, well, I don't want to do anything related to me. Let's just talk about something. Let's go do something. And I think that's great. I think... Um, Something that kind of helps me and people have been kind of supportive with me about is they're just asking questions and they're like, well, how do, how, how do you feel about how that was? Do you, do you think, you know, are, do you feel like you're able to beat this person? You usually be like, yeah. And then like, you know, that kind of like leads into something and, um, you know, like as long as like you're willing, as long as you're willing to be supportive and you're kind of asking questions and kind of following how the person's responding, you're probably going to be all right. So I I'm trying, I'm struggling to try and give you something that can work for a lot of people and not just 
like giving you stock phrases because, you know, depending on the person or, or whatever, it might not be the right thing or they might be particularly sensitive to just the particular phrase you use just because and you wouldn't know. So I, I only call I only say, you know, I say starting with questions is usually a pretty good route to go if there's someone that would rather that you be a little little more take charge about it. And some people are when they're struggling, just depends. Then you can say, you know, hey, I think you're going to be all right. You know, I think you you had a fair shot. Or maybe if they don't want to hear that, you can say, well, you know, that you you know you could have played better or whatever. You can tell them. Uh, sometimes people want something a little tougher like that. Just depends. And then you say, but I think you're going to be okay. I think you can bounce back from this. Let's go get Korean barbecue. You know, whatever. It's it just depends on the person. So it's hard for me to give you a specific, but I think like the, if you take the general idea and you really you really hold that in your heart when you talk to them. I think that comes through. Maybe not always in the moment, but I think when people think back, it does. I don't know how you guys or Stellar feel about that. I mean, most yeah. of the answers that I've kind of gotten when I've asked this question to people is just kind of a wishy-washy, it depends, and like that's the level of depth that they reach. But mm. even though you've given an answer that I think to you feels similar in sentiment, the amount of depth that you've gone into, like all three of you, has been really, really insightful, and I appreciate that a lot. Dope, dope. And so if you, do you have any further questions about it, or do you feel satisfied? I do have a small follow-up. Okay. Um, In the age of Slithy, uh, people, you know, they're streaming their tournament matches, and, like, they're probably not talking, but they're almost certainly reading chat at some point. And, like, obviously this is a completely different landscape because you don't know the top player personally if you're in their Twitch chat more often than not. And so, like, is there a good ground to to stand on there? Should you just kind of like post a heart? Should you like gift a sub or like, what what's what's too far? Because I I know that the the individual advice is a bit far in Twitch chat, but like, what how is how can you make that interaction like easy but still nice? If that makes sense. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think Twitch chat is funny because the the overwhelming top player sentiment is that twitch chat is garbage right like it's like oh this opinion like i think it's a very dangerous thing to say about twitch chat actually and i i'm a culprit of it because there's just people behind the screen and yeah. i think a lot of the times their their sentiment is genuine and they have good intentions and i've gotten a lot of good advice on twitch chat like in game and out of game um, yeah i think it's important to recognize that instead of completely disregard like oh everyone on twitch chat i just like cannot listen to them um, now for me personally, I still don't stream when I compete in tournaments that I care about, um, or that I'm like really, really trying to win just cause I find my emotional support in my, with my family. Um, so like that's, that's what I value. Um, but in terms of, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not of the opinion that you should give subs. Um, cause for me personally, that's like. Oh, that's just pity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that. There was, I was, uh, I was watching really into that. Thing. They are. <laughs> uh, I was, I was watching a speedrunner, and they had, they were losing some runs, and people, they had really enjoyed the experience of watching it, though, and they started gifting subs and donating, and the, and the streamer was like, I, I know that you guys mean well, but I don't want you to do that right now. And so it is. They were kind of the of the of the same mind as uh, Zane about it. Um, and so um, I'm going to take this opportunity to interject, chat. Um, I'm I'm going to start entering netplay tournaments, and <laughs> I want you guys to know you can give subs to me. <laughs> Please, I was say if, if one of these guys loses, Zane loses, 
He's on stream or whatever. Just give him to tell if I lose. Yeah. Zane probably is going to forget about that. You're probably going to want to come to my chat gifting me instead. Just pretend yeah. you're gifting to Zane. Yeah. Uh, if I lose, you can give me subs. If I win, you can give me subs. You can give me yeah. subs right now. Yeah. I, I really don't care. I need to pay my rent. <laughs> I um, need subs. It's not. Yeah. It's not even really about the emotions for me. So just kind of <laughs> throwing that out there. Um, you can also use your prime on Tove. Don't forget. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I, you know, I think it's very interesting, you know, if you, um, and yes, please support Toph, big agree, but, um, to also return to the question for a moment, um, I, I would say, um, I would really say that look at what makes streamers happy on average. Do, do they like when you post hearts or do people like, oh, the sappy nonsense. Like if they do, then they're probably not, if they don't like it, then they're not, not going to like it after they lose for sure. Um, someone like me will definitely appreciate hearts, but it just depends. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I agree that the sub thing is odd, but the sentiment, cause like I, I could even, I could even see myself thinking about it like, oh, okay. So if I lose, I'm connecting, getting money and like these alerts and these like sounds that I normally associate with like good things with losing. And so it's like weird in my head. So yeah. I can see why that's, I could see why that's odd. And so that would be kind of strange to me too. Um, so maybe, I, I don't know if I would, I mean, but everyone is going to be different about it, that it's going to help some people. And then it's also kind of like Toph was talking about before, like right away might be kind of weird. Five minutes later, I might be like, ah, well, you know, at least I get, yeah, least I get the yeah. money though. You know, like it's different. So like, it's going to be different at different times too. So mm -hmm. I think, I think there is a timing aspect and, it, and it's going to be different for different people. And sometimes it's going to be hard to know, but, um, I would also say just kind of thinking about something different, a little bit differently. Sometimes, mm. especially in larger chats, you're not going to see the streamer might not see your individual message. Um, and so you it, it's possible to start some type of movement in chat, maybe, but different idea. Um, if there's someone in chat that's doing something that, you know, is not helpful, you can say to that person, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea. Like, uh, yeah, well, it, depending on the level of what they do, yeah, yeah, cut it out. Or it's like, I think this person would appreciate if we did something differently instead. And so, you know, I mean do you guys are all part of chat we're all trying to figure out this emotional experience together let's try to figure out figure it out together i know sometimes chat doesn't like chat there are chat factions i'm not i'm not really saying there's not but i'm also saying you know we're if if there is a true sentiment about that there are different ways to go instead of just going straight to the streamer which you know again is very valuable and important but maybe there are other solutions and that's just something that, I, that came to me while i was thinking about it I'm in that. yeah there you Stellar, go any uh uh how do you feel about that that's a very honestly a very complete answer i'm very happy with it cool. and uh yeah thanks to golden guardians for having this podcast i couldn't have picked two better people to host it myself and oh. very good first guest thank you very much hey, thank you absolutely you got any shout outs by the way on the way out <laughs> shout outs to my buddy tylenol with a zero instead of an o and shout outs Ooh. to my buddy emerald both of them high tier speed run streamers i'm a speed runner mm -hmm. deep down this is I partially speed run advice as well uh and tylenol is from north carolina so shout out to tylenol, tylenol the fox right yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. let's go that's the tylenol's pop it off man <laughs> see you around thanks so much see ya peace out the tylenol looks like drop. we uh tylenol yeah i i i, I followed seller for forever i think i followed him for speed running back in like back in the day back in the day oh gotcha yeah. all right we got, a, we got our next caller hello sir hello or madam Hello. How's it where going? Are you calling, where are you calling in from? Uh, from Illinois. 
Illinois. Shout out to Illinois. Shout out to Illinois. I think Chicago's in Illinois. It is. Well, hey, uh, uh, what's shout out to Chicago. What's your what's your question for us what's today? Your uh, today, my question is, how do you deal with not playing the way you want to? Like knowing what your potential is, but you're not performing either in practice or actual sets. And how do you keep your head and not get frustrated without with not performing how you want while playing? Is this just to clarify so we can all answer this well? Is this something? Are is this a level that you've played at before, or a level you know you can play at you just haven't yet? Uh, kind of both. Okay. Um, you can tackle yeah. those individual if you want. I'm yeah, curious I'm, about this, man. I'm curious about this. I feel like I over when I was, you know, focusing on getting better. I feel like I was wildly inconsistent. I'd get 17th in one tournament, and then I'd get, uh, you know, 65th, you know, whatever. And I'd kind of bounce back and forth between having really good results and really bad results. And I could really pinpoint why. You know, I have a couple theories. I feel like Zane over there is probably very confused because he's like, I just do what I want all the time. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, what's up? So it sounds like you have you have experience with this, Zane. Yeah. So I think I, I've I've dealt with this question in in the similar vein before. Um, I think it's important to realize that that play where you feel like like you're not playing that well that is represent like I. I I think I, I say this jokingly a lot where I'm like, th that doesn't represent me. But in reality, it does. <laughs> in reality, it does. Except on Fall Guys that one time. That one time in Fall Guys, it Never in Fall Guys. No hubris in Fall Guys, for sure. Yeah, but it is important to realize that your your lowest point is what you need to raise. Um, and you have to be able to be okay with playing that on tournament day and mm -hmm. try to elevate that to as close as possible as being workable like are you okay falling back on your b game or your c game um i've talked about this before um and if you have this peak potential that you're trying to attain um i think it's just about making that lower level of play emulate that high level of play as close as possible and over time it just becomes that <laughs> um does that does that make sense I think I was really bad about this because when I was like, I would go to tournaments and I'd be, I'd be like, okay, today's like a B game kind of day. And I would spend a lot of time practicing really hard technical stuff like ledge dashing or like multi-shining and stuff. And I would be like, like, I felt like you just said the word emulate. I felt like for me, when I felt very inconsistent, I always felt like my B game didn't look anything like my A game. Mm. A B game, I would I would stop doing all the hard stuff, and I'm like, okay, well, what do I fall back on now? And it was like there wasn't there was this disconnect. So that's actually very enlightening. I'm glad you glad you said that. I'm gonna think about that. Yeah, I um, question now. Yeah, so it's a it's a good question. It's one a lot of players think about. Um, kind of to echo Zane's uh, statement, I I a quote I really like is, "You don't rise to the level of your competition; you fall to the level of your training." And mm. I think so many people think like, oh, and, and you can say like, oh, well, I was playing this person since so I wasn't as serious or I'm only getting more motivated when I play people that are stronger. Sure, fine. But I think if that if that person starts challenging you or if they break cer certain something in your play, I think I think that people really can not have so much to fall back on. So I I do break it down to training a lot as well. But I also think that training is not always just 
game stuff. I think game stuff matters. Um, I think a lot of people, I think Uncle Punch has helped with some aspects of training, but I think there are um, some other aspects, particularly neutral aspects that can still kind of trip up people's game plans and yeah. that can kind of uh, throw them off. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. The threat. Tell them the threat. I know they're not ready for the thread, man. They're not. They're not ready for the thread. They're not. Um, in due time, I, it yeah, eventually. Um, and so I also, but I guess like there is a separate thing here too, because I mean, not only can I kind of feel like the question that's still there, like, but what about that game that I want to play? And I think that's important. And I think like part of part of having a stronger B game is that your A game gets higher so that you move down and the B game is still moving higher up with your A game. So mm -hmm. there is still an element to improvement there and I think you know there are various facets that aspects of improvement that come into that taking care of your body, taking care of your mind and when I'm talking about mind I'm talking about the way you approach the game. Do you find it fun? Do you find aspects of improvement fun? Do you set good goals? Um you know things like that and um you can you can get frustrated about things too. I, I'm not saying that I, I got frustrated plenty on my come up, and sometimes I still do. But at the end of the day, like if you're still having some fun, if you're still having goals and stuff for improvement, I think you want that to be stronger than any frustration you have. That's going to be really important. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything you just said you just said something really good that I yeah. just want to echo here and add a add a an anecdote to um, lifestyle. So yeah. I used to have a big problem where I would go I'd fly to the East Coast and I'd play pretty bad because I'd have to play like 10 a.m. Or whatever, you know, East Coast Bulls. And at the time I was working. So, mm. you know, from for my body clock, it'd be 7 a.m. West Coast time. Yeah. I never play, I'm never playing melee at 7 a.m. And what I what did I do? Well, I mostly uh just played bad. <laughs> I mostly just played bad. But what did Omsa do? Right? What did Omsa do when he had to travel across the world uh, you know, to commit these tournaments in a in a way different time zone? you know, combating jet lag and stuff like that. AMSA, uh, if you guys remember, uh, I, I think I, we, we mentioned this on stream before, but um, he had this whole thing where he would wake up every morning, 6.30 a.m. on the dot, um, and he would practice melee for half an hour, and then he would brush his teeth and get his day started. He would roll out of bed and practice melee tech skill for 30 minutes or whatever, like before even brushing his teeth. So he was like, okay, this is a problem, and I need to like mitigate this. Okay, what can I do, practically speaking, Obviously, I'm going to be tired sometimes at tournaments, but I'm just going to get good at practicing and getting getting warmed up as quickly as possible in a very tired state. Um, so at the end of the day, it it does. I think there are a lot of anecdotes from from top players. I think where where it is part of it is really preparation and and also how bad do you want it. Um, I think there's uh, absolutely a lot of factors that can be mental. There's also a lot of factors that can be physical, like like making sure you have enough warm up time at tournaments that I think people don't address. Um, I myself has been, have been super guilty of this. You don't address these factors, and then you wonder, wow, why don't I perform in tournament? Well, you're not warming up. You're, you're not allocating time to warm up. You're not uh, you know, acclimating yourself to the time zone. There's all kinds of practical things that could be holding you back, and I think sometimes people hand wave those things, and you shouldn't do that. Yeah, how do, we, we talked for a little bit, Zane. Do you have any, do you, how do you feel about that? Anything you want to add? Yeah, I'd, I'd say also, it's frustrating, but being okay with playing through the bad days, um, pushing through, and just seeing how you feel. like, And really, I think this just boils down to improvement in general, but if you feel like you're at that roadblock where you're like, I'm just not playing the way that I want to right now, um, pick one specific thing 
that you feel like is faltering in your game plan and be like, all right, well, let me just try to become a master of this right now. Um, and can, can I at least try to mitigate this problem? And am I going to be able to improve on it through the course of the session where I feel like I'm not playing that well, but let me at least get this one thing down. So you can, I've done that a lot where it's like, well, at least I took this away with me. Like this wasn't, this wasn't a waste. Mm. Um, and I, I think that's a, a valuable way of, of handling those days. Yeah. So how do you, how do you, you feel about that? Well, I was going to ask Levensky how he feels about that, but yeah, I, yeah that, that answered my question very well. Cool. Yeah, I think for like, you know, we gave a lot of little tidbits. You're probably gonna have to pick out what you think from that is like the most applicable yeah. to kind of your own situation, but hopefully you're able to do that. Any shout outs on your way out? Uh, shout out to Simple Flips. Shout outs to Simple Flips. My playing partner Spood and Tandok. And uh, when are we getting the Golden Guardians Dead by Daylight? Okay. Oh. <laughs> there oh, are maybe. four. There are four of us. I always thought that would be very funny. I've been told to play that game. But yeah, and I, you were told, and I, I understand. No one's told response. me anything. There was, I understand the response from you every time was no. Uh, <laughs> you're not interested at all. <laughs> I mean, I want that game. Is is that a cowboy game? Or it am is, I thinking of Red Dead Redemption? Yeah, yeah you're thinking of Red Dead. <laughs> very different. It's uh, which is the one that Old Town Road. I'm going to take my horse to the old town that, road. You know that that's song? Not, that's just old town road. That's just the song. <laughs> no, that was in one of them. Okay, if it wasn't it's in not, Dead it's by Daylight. It's not in Dead by Daylight. Okay, then it was in Red by Daylight. Yeah, yeah. The Dead by Daylight is the one where you run no, away. No, dude, Google it. Okay, you, you guys are both looking like I'm crazy. Google it. It's in Red Red. I Redemption. believe you. A, a Cowboys would have that song. That makes sense. Old town road video. <laughs> okay. We'll let, we'll let Detective Zane get on that one. Red Dead Redemption 2. There it is. Okay. You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy. Come on. Maybe not crazy, dude. Uh, it was just odd because I've played I've played the, the DVD game. So I was like, well, yeah, it definitely wasn't there. But, I, you know, so I didn't. I, it would be strange to me to imagine that being in the game. But it's yeah, fine. You know that moment where you're being hunted down by a monster and then little Nas X can play. very My immersion. I got yeah. the horses in the back. Yes. <laughs> beautiful we do love horses here um anyway thank you for the for the shout outs and everything levinsky hope you have a great rest of your day you too thanks for answering my question welcome later man oh good heavens <laughs> all so right we, you know no that was great I, <laughs> the people loved it um, sure. all right so we got our next caller rolling through what's up what's your name where are you calling in from uh, what's up? Uh, I'm Bloom, and I'm from Ohio, but calling in from North Carolina. Hey, shout out. North Carolina. Represent. Yeah, tell them. You know about the catfish. Let's go, baby. Anyway, <laughs> Bloom, what is uh, your question for us today? Uh, it's for Zane, mainly just because he's like, like a top player right now, but just curious from everyone based on the history. But I was wondering. A top player right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was wondering, like, Sorry. what would you? That's all good, Dev. Uh, I was wondering what you'd attribute the recent rise of Captain Falcon to. What with, you know, we have Wizzy, Don, SJ, and Gatsu showing up that all look like they could be like pushing top ten, and just like the shift has been crazy. Because I I started watching in uh, first tournament I watched was Big House 4, 2014, which is like. Axe calling Falcon a joke character. 
And um, now like we have SCJ saying he's top three in the game, self-proclaimed. So I, I was just I wondering like what you think that's due to. Yeah, I haven't saw Hax's most recent tier lists. Like, I don't know if you guys have noticed he's kind of eased up on that joke. He's been he's been putting yeah. in pretty high. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, he was asking it primarily for Zane, so I, I'd you know certainly be glad yeah, to get for Zane. Zane here. I think it's a combination of things where, um, well, so on one end we have this new top pool of players, um, where I'd say versus me, the Marth Falcon, I feel like I'm pretty good at it, but they definitely want to play me instead of Mango. <laughs> I, I don't think that's an argument. Um, so Johnny's gotten a couple sets on me. Um, then we have Plup, who's coming back now, and we see him doing super well versus none um, from when he plays him. And I think that's going to be an interesting matchup to see again, because I think both Mango and Plup are very, very good at that matchup, and it's something that the Falcons need to overcome. Um, I don't know. I think Wizzy might have beaten Plup once in the matchup, but maybe it was like a CEO or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, SEL, but he was playing kind of off, you know. Wasn't he? Was he playing Fox or Sheik? I can't even remember. Um, so there's that, but then there's also gameplay wise, I'd say with the advent of more CC in, um, the meta, um, we're seeing a lot of Falcons get a lot more mileage just off of scrapping situations. And from there, everyone's tech chases are, uh, wizzy has been there. Um, but I think both, so none is, it's, it's like the spectrum where wizzy is like full tech chase. Then I'd say Johnny's right in the middle and then none is completely on the other side um but they're both very good at their respective punish games and they're both getting better at the scraps and utilizing cc um also there's some there's been some drastic improvements from uh, each of them individually where i'd say wizzy um i feel like his main weaknesses before as a player were that his neutral was very telegraphed and what he wanted so i i feel like i could throw out a move as marth and tell you exactly what he was going to do next at the same rhythm every time where I down tilt, he stomps like a, an immediate knee jerk response. Um, but I feel like he's done a better job of being more ambiguous about his timings and um, just playing a little more off rhythm. And it's something that I've noticed more recently. I don't know if he's been more cognizant about it or, but it's something that I feel from playing him. Then with none, I think it's interesting with none because with unranked coming out, I think it's given him the opportunity to play even crazier where <laughs> he just plays against people all day. This was over the summer of 2020, right? Where I was watching him stream just unranked every day, every day. And for most people, they can't play unranked that long where it's like, well, but, but none, he's just trying completely innovative new things all the time. And he's, his brain is not stopping and you can see it in his play. Like he just got tremendously better by, being more creative and it's so fun to watch. Um, so that's been my favorite development. Um, and then with Johnny, it's kind of a combination of both things where um, it's, it's, it's harder to articulate for me, but the, the way I feel about Johnny is I feel like both he and Mango, I, I mentioned playing off rhythm. Um, they're the two best at playing off rhythm and at scrapping. And it's something that's strengthened throughout the quarantine. Um, and I think with Johnny in particular, he's been getting a lot more access to matchups that he wouldn't normally get. Um, so when we saw him play um, 
versus HBox last tournament. What was it like, Glint? Um, yeah. it, it just looked like a way different Johnny in the matchup. Obviously, HBox not playing the same as we were used to seeing, but he's HBox is still doing those same pounds that we see, where it's like, I hit you once, you're at twelve percent. Now let me go to the platform, wave dash in place, drop through pound, right? And Johnny punished every single one of those. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, well, he's just getting more access to this matchup now, and it's it's just like with with online um there's there's no more excuse of like oh i'm bad at this matchup like no like you can be polished and everything so does that answer your question i I feel like i I tried to tackle a lot of different areas (laughs) yeah that was that was really thorough just because one of the follow-up things i was going to add was like how do you think the different like play styles of falcon that we see at the top have like influenced that Mm. good answer I guess yeah, um, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are, or if you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a couple other things I can say real quick. I can just say you touched on it a bit. I can just say um, there aren't a lot of Falcos and Sheiks at the moment that are stopping these Falcons, and that seems to, those seem to be matchups that often do stop them more. So the not having that is probably pretty cool. And then um, also just the twenty GX movement. I think like. They're Falcon players. They they used to just be like Mr. Cool guys who just only stomped on uh, tech chases, and then they've super duper lab. They're like one of the hardest labbers now as a community character wow. community. And I think if you do that enough over time, like the results start to show. And I think those results are really starting to come together um, for all the optimizations for these guys. So I mean, everything Zane said, absolutely true. But I think there are some other trends that are also probably having some influence on this. Maybe not like fully accounting. Uh, the second one might be more of, of an accounting for it, but certainly I think the first factors as well. Honestly, you just uh, said something that I'll just harp on real quick, PB. I think it kind of makes sense, right? I think it was kind of a long time coming. Yeah. Because, just, okay, think about it. Think about what kind of character Falcon is. Like, he like opens you up, and then if he gets his punish you like die yeah now for a long time it was like random it was like lol i will guess and maybe i'll get the kill and then now all the falcons are like wait uh we can like actually react now and we can cover options now and it turns out if you take a character that if they are right they kill you with the knee at 70 it turns out that if you take that kind of character and you optimize them, they end up becoming really good. Yep. Um, also, just stuff like, you know, look at, uh, look at like moves like Shine, like moves like characters like Fox and Falco have kind of these get out, like get out of jail free in, in scrambles and scuffles, you know, like a move like Shine where you don't, you know, you have amazing frame data. You don't need to lab to know that, you know, uh, if someone's directly on top of you, you know, the, the frame data of Shine is basically going to win you that interaction. With with a character like Captain Falcon that you know kind of doesn't have fast moves, I think the advent of crouch cancel, which which drastically improves scramble, um, that getting better for all the characters that is a like tacit buff that is an implicit buff to Falcon because that you're taking a character now that you could nair on top of him and shine on top of him forever for free like Cactar Dark Rain from 2008, and you're taking that and you're saying oh wait now these guys know how to scrap. So I think in some ways it's like kind of surprising, but also in other ways, if you really think about it, it, it was kind of a long time coming. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Captain Falcon. 
Well said to everyone. Yeah, how do you feel about that, uh, Bloom? That sound good? Hello. Great answer from everyone. Thanks, guys. You're very Thank welcome. You. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, man. Thank you. All right. Do we have, uh, I believe we, we're going to have uh, another guest jumping on. Uh, I think we got someone live right now. Hello. What's your name? Where are you calling in from? Uh, I'm Ramble. I'm calling in from PA. PA. Cool deal. Cool deal. Shout out to State. Hope you're doing well. What's your question for us today? Yeah, my question is with Melee being far more accessible with Slippy now, are there any new players who have caught your guys' eye? And do you think that they'll be able to perform offline as well as they are in Slippy currently? Ben, Ben, Ben. Yeah. Ben, Ben, Ben. Yeah. Ben, ben. Uh, I'll, I mean, I, I can do, I could do the obligatory Kadoran then to, to echo that if I want, but he was coming up a little bit before Slippy. Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean it depends on uh, it depends on where exactly you're looking at like there's this there's this peach i play with on stream sometimes named Artie, who has gotten who, who's you know a connecticut player and i think he's uh really got some really good potential optimizing some really cool stuff has a lot of techie stuff that i don't see anyone doing and so i think i, I think that's someone to watch but um yeah i i feel like a lot of things I do feel like a lot of these players are going to be able to transfer their stuff to offline. It's going to, it, there will, I'm sure there will be some changes, but I also think, you know, like melee is hard. It, chances are, if you're figuring out a lot of things and your results are improving online, you're probably still going to improve them offline, you know? Yeah. I mean, just the way, like with rollback too, you know, it's not the kind of game, like you look at ultimate people have just, like they have online tier lists and offline tier lists. That's such a crazy concept to me. And that's oh. kind of how it is. That's just kind of how it is. It's literally just a different game. Melee is not a different game online. It's fundamentally the same game. Little things are different. Uh, Zane, do you have any players you're you're curious about, or you think or you th you think we should be watching for the offline? Yeah, my the person I've been most impressed with. I think a lot of people have been echoing it too. Is Jmook? Mm. Jmook. Yeah. Really, really impressed by him. Um, I think he was popping off a little bit before online, but uh, more people are getting to know his name now. Um, yeah. Really impressive sets versus Ginger. Um, who, who else has he beat? He beat? Did he beat none? I think he beat none. Um, and uh, might have, yeah. He might have, but he's he's definitely gotten some really good wins. I played him uh, on a session on the stream, and I was very impressed by him. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what he's gonna do. Obviously, Ben is probably the most notable because before online, like who who the hell is Ben? Like, right. <laughs> like no, one, just seeing the name Ben in bracket just cracked me up. Yeah, um, who, who's Ben? Yeah, yeah, Zane. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is true. <laughs> I did used to have a tag, but uh, oh, you did? I didn't know that. Yeah, it was Tekken's. Because I like Tekken and my name starts with the... Oh, that's right. I do remember oh. that now. Tekken's. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Ben. Um, I don't think a lot of people give him enough credit, too. Like, I've... <laughs> I've, see, I've seen some mutterings just like, oh, well, it's just online chic or something like that. But no, I think a lot of the stuff that he does is, is super legit. And he's pretty new. I think he's got plenty of room to grow. Um, like, you can just tell from... The fact that he's able to... Despite what how HBox might be playing these days, the fact that you can like mentally as a competitor, 
like this guy was number one, right? And then just be like, okay, well, I'm going to face that um, and win. That's that's impressive to me. Sure. Yeah. Totally. And I think there's a lot of people, there's a lot of players too that are just, um, you know, we're definitely getting really good before net play, but I think have kind of had opportunities to kind of show their stuff. Like Sunsei really comes to mind. Mm. You know, I mean, the first time I ever heard of him, I remember I I did no idea who he was, and he won a tournament over Moki and Nunn in Canada. That was a big deal, obviously. Um, so like, yeah, he was definitely already good before like you know the online era started, which is kind of how it is, I think. To be fair, for most like you know, Jay Mook played before COVID. Um, mm-hmm. Melee is not the kind of game where you can get that good in like one year. Um, I don't think anymore. I just don't think that really happens. Uh, it's you know that's why we still play it for as long as we do but um yeah a lot of honestly quite quite a quite a number of players quite a number of players and yeah i think a lot of i think the results when we go back offline i think are going to look um they're going to be very refreshing i think there's going to be a lot of new faces mm-hmm. yeah i mean we're also just going to get to play uh with you know like europe more and and oh, uh, yeah, other, yeah, other, yeah. other places you know japan again and everything like that i think that's going to be cool too yeah yeah so does that answer your question, uh, Ramble? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely do agree. Ben Ben was the whole reason I asked this question because thick as <laughs> you just want to hear us say Ben. Want to hear Ben? All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we got some Ben. Any other yeah, uh, shout outs? Shout Robert out my good ben. friend, uh, my good friend, uh, Raven Wings. He's a uh, he's a big he's a big uh, tall fan and uh, hey. oh fuck yeah, so, yeah. Appreciate that, Raven Wings. I'm a big Raven Wings fan. Thanks for calling in, Ramble. No problem. Have a good day, you guys. You Have a good day. Later. How do you know he didn't mean uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender? Tough. My option selected. Fair yeah. Enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Very calm, composed answer there. <laughs> yeah. You evaluated the situation, and you. That's right. Yeah. I decided that this is fine. You didn't hit him with you the didn't... actually. Uh, actually, <laughs> yeah, Tough Fei Fong from Avatar The Last Airbender, in which case I would have said, oh, I love that character too. That is a great character. Yeah. Blind. She can control the earth. I'm neither of those things. <laughs> yeah, it's still powerful. Thank you. Welcome. Very strong. <laughs> if my eyes get worse, I will be able to control the earth. Maybe that's the trade-off Ooh. I need to make. Yeah, that's It'll a cool. It'll be hard to play melee, so... Well, I feel like you control the earth. There's probably yeah. maybe even more interesting interactions you could have with people, but maybe I don't true. know. Then then melee, yeah, that's right. I mean probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I we, don't know. We we have we have another caller to come on and uh get us even more uncertain about the things we do and don't know uh here in a yeah. moment. Let's see if we can bring them in. Unless Unless there are no more callers. There are no, there are no more, more callers. callers. Oh, I thought we had one more. I thought I got, we had one more. Okay. Yeah, it looked, it looked like one more. I got boozled. That's okay. Um, you know, you know, you can't, you know, you can't spell bam, bamboozle without the word bamboo, right? I realized that recently, which is kind of crazy. That, ooh, that's it. They don't, have, they, nothing, they don't have anything in common, meaning wise. No. <laughs> What's like the derivative? I, I think huh? you can get. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I guess you can get lost in bamboo. You can boozle someone by disappearing into it. I think that happens in Japanese folklore. Okay. Well, I, I maybe there's a, a relation there. I don't know. You, 
Someone, someone will let us know. Chat in, in the comments will let us know. I'm sure. Uh, the sleuths are on it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so I have, I've. Tofu, you mind if I ask Zayn a couple of questions, or maybe just one here? Um, yeah. No, later. absolutely. I want to hear more from Zayn. Yeah, I do want to hear more from Zayn too. Man, he's he's just got a beautiful mind. We have to pick it while we have time. Uh, let's see. Um. I'll give you I'll give you this question in three in kind of like a in three metrics you could answer it however you want and so I'm basically asking you Zay do you have any types of goals and I'm thinking like legacy like skill or uh, Mart specific are there anything any types of things you want to achieve in these kind of realms hmm. yeah so I when I first set out to play melee I wanted to be the greatest of all time right I I feel like sure. that was yeah um, I wouldn't. Goal. I wouldn't say that that's changed that much, but the way that I perceive it has changed. And what I mean by that is I don't ever want to... <laughs> when I'm done with a game, I don't want to be talking about... I want to be done with it. I don't want to be talking about my legacy. I don't want to have any part of that conversation. I want to be detached from it, and I want the people to talk about what I've done. Yeah. Um, so, but, but for me personally, what I value more um, is how have I changed as a person mm. through my years of competition? And hopefully it's for the better. Um, are you evaluating that uh, along the way? Like at the end of the year, are you saying, well, this is how I changed? Or are you, is there, are there certain goals you want to hit for that? Or, or is it something that is more nebulous and not defined? I'd say it's more nebulous. I, I think with something like Melee, I've realized just improving in general, e I, after melee, I want to do so many different things and take what I've learned from improving at the game, and just try to focus on a bunch of different things. Like if I want to take a year to just like get really good at cooking or something, yeah, I want to apply the same things that I learned and just do that. Mm. And that, that's like my dream is like to just get better at improving. Um, now, uh, yeah, that, that I guess that has nothing to do with being the good or anything. So I guess maybe. Well, I would I wouldn't necessarily. Uh, I I think there is value to that. I think what I think what you you leave behind as a person is is connected to what you leave behind as a player. I think these things and what you and what you put on the screen is connected to what what you are as a person. So I do think there is a relationship there. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's one that's not immediately apparent to a lot of people, but I think especially. Um, the stronger you get at the game and the more you can see the interplay of the two, I think it is more apparent. So, um, I, I, and I, so many people talk about so much work you put in and I think, you know, you are someone that seems to understand a lot of the improvement process, not only that, but bringing out what you practice into the game because everyone talks about how consistent Zane can be. So I would say that, I would say that in terms of the discussion going on around you right now, you're at least, you're at least hitting some of what you're hitting, what you're going for. And, I, and I'm sure there's always room to improve. You, you were talking, I mean, we were talking about some of the sets you could have played better in before. And so, you know, maybe we're not all the way, all the way there yet, but I don't know if that's your goal. Is it your goal to play fine in every set? Is that something that you think is part of your improvement process? Um, so for my sets in particular, I think <laughs> it is kind of a dangerous sentiment that I've been thinking about recently is that I want to be able to just destroy everyone. Like that that's sure. that, that's my goal is sure. to just on a whim 3-0. And my hope is that that actually doesn't happen because <laughs> I want I want there to be a kind of push pull thing where if I play Mango, he's going to meet that. 
and that's that's what I want is mm-hmm. not not to actually get those results, but to try to aim for that and to bring the out the best melee that I can. Um, which sounds really weird. I don't but, think it sounds weird. But, Setting a high bar means that you're always striving for something really big. But it's very interesting because it's a bar that you're. It seems almost like you're you're not sure if you want. So it is. It, it does seem like there is a bit of a tension with that. There is, yeah. I think you can resolve it by saying, you know, you want greatness. You kind of want you. You both want to be great yourself, and you want to cultivate greatness around you. Yeah. And you know, you want to. You know, you want to set a bar, but you also want people to be able to meet it. But you kind of want to be the bar, you know? Exactly. And I, it's it's my belief that, like, I'll try my hardest to attain that, right? But I don't like. It's my belief that someone like Mango or uh, other competitors are gonna, they're gonna push past. (laughs) Like, it's just it's just the way that melee works. Um, Would you think it's hollow to get there and feel like other people weren't kind of putting in the same type of effort you are? Is that kind of why you're hoping other people can keep pushing with you? Yeah, okay. I, I think I think it would feel hollow. Yeah. Um, and at that point, it's like, I, I mean, it's it, I can't even talk about it. That's not where it is right now, right? Like, sure. sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it feels weird to talk about it. Like, but I would never want to like pick up another character just because like that. That sounds so lame to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, now for Marth in particular, I know you mentioned that. Yeah. Uh, my immediate goal is to take down Pikachu. Um, Good goal. Yeah, because I I think that Marth very very handily beats Pikachu. Um, Thank you. And I, I've been putting a lot of work into it. Um, I haven't got the chance to play Axe recently, but hopefully when Land comes back, we'll have a really good set. Um, I polish a lot of my edge guarding, um, just general sharking versus Pikachu. So I'm, I'm excited to play him again. Um, and I, I guess for Marth in particular, I, I've done a lot of things that I wanted to do in terms of innovating the character. But I've mentioned this before that I want to get better at scrapping with Marth. Um, I, I think it's something that I've tried to solve with like CCing, like none it's does. Hard. It's, it's not something Marth is really built for. It's it's very hard. Um, so I'm trying to I'm trying to find. It's not something you see me do in tournament that often, mm-hmm. but it's something that I want to push. Um, I'll see if I can do it. <laughs> but a lot a lot of the times when I'm in a scrap, I'll, I'll just be like, "Let me reset center," and you'll see me like dash center a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So. I think that rounds you out more to work on that too. So yeah, I think that's a that's a that's good. Um, yeah, so that seems fair to me. I don't know if there was something else you wanted to to pick up on that some thread that Zane pulled out that you were curious about, Tove. No, no, I um, I've talked I've, I've I've talked with Zane about some of the stuff before. Okay, gotcha. Um, so not not all of that came as a surprise to me. Um, but uh, yeah, excited to uh. Yeah, excited to keep watching uh watch yeah. it unfold. For sure. I, I um, and I will say actually I will say this. I will say this. Um, you know, because it's interesting because for me, like uh you know, I've played a couple different video games at a re- relatively competitive level. And like I feel like it is definitely a factor. Like I think that when you because there are you know, there are smaller scenes where you can end up feeling like, wow, I'm I just feel like the effort I'm putting in, no one's really matching. And um, 
I'm kind of better than all these guys. And, you know, I think that is interesting in its own way. It's interesting to be someone who's pushing a, pushing a scene or pushing or pushing a game and kind of feeling like you're, you know, kind of the pioneer or whatever, even you get, even get this in melee sometimes with characters, like the way Axe has with Pikachu, you know, kind of yeah. thing. And, um, but yeah, I think there's something very rewarding about how you feel like in a game like melee, um, the competition is at the point where there are a lot of people who are really invested and really good. And, you know, yeah, that, I think that I think that is uh, in the general case. I think it's more rewarding, um, which is which is not to say that, yeah, not not to take anything away from smaller scenes or mm-hmm. you know, different types of situations with how top players are representing games, or whatever. But we were also a smaller yeah. scene at one point, after all. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. When 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 I was going to my first tournaments in melee, there were you know eight nine person locals and. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't thinking about winning back then, you know. I was, right. <laughs> so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good answers. Yeah. Uh, you mind if I ask you? I got two more. Uh, I imagine the last one might be quick, but and these both might be quick. I don't know if you mind saying, is that okay? Sure. If, can, you, can you indulge yeah. me two more? Let's do it. Uh, what do you think of? Uh, I learned over the weekend Cody is going back to Fox versus Marth, except maybe on FD. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, Apparently, uh, you were calling out that this was going to happen, and I'm kind of curious what what made you so certain of this, and how do you how does it feel to be right? <laughs> um, I mean, I I actually feel nothing about it. I don't know. Like, okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. With Cody, I think he's so good at the matchup. Um, yeah. where there'll be oh, Fox Marth. Um, well, there'll be a series of he destroys me sometimes, like in, in, in a series of friendlies, and it's never he never maintains that in tournament. And I'm not trying to say that to be like I'm just being brutally honest. Yeah, because um, it's it's a crumble. Like if there'll be times where he'll start spot dodging more, which you absolutely cannot do versus Marth. Like, mm. it, like the Marth player is just going to be able to scout that out, and it, it's just completely different from when I feel like he's playing well in friend uh, in friendlies. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, we were talking about we we're talking about I, Cody I, switching I, from Sheik. Oh, go ahead, Tove. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, is it Cody in particular? So, like, you know, you contrast that with a guy like Leffen, where you know, with him, I I feel like he probably will just stick to the Sheik. Like, he is will. it Cody in particular? You know? That, yeah. That we're able to make this prediction. Yeah, I think it's with Cody because we're also both relatively newer to the game, right? So, yeah. with someone like Leffen, who's played a bunch of other characters through the course of his career. Like when he first played Sheik versus me, it was already pretty competitive. Um like he can just pick up and play. Whereas with Cody, like it's a very arduous process to be okay with getting destroyed in Sheik Marth. Like <laughs> it, I th- I think SEOs are the time to do it by the way. Um yeah. he was mentioning that he wanted to go Fox versus Marth versus me uh because he's trying to win these, but it, it's online right now, um, and it's kind of this experimental type of tournament style where I think it's actually ideal if that's something you want to do. And the fact that he didn't want to do it at this time was like a key indicator to me that there wasn't as much commitment towards it. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I just think if, it, if, if he was super serious about it, he would have done it there. Um, and then Fox Marth, like, 
I mean, I, I listen. If these days, if you say something, anything yeah. positive about Fox in that match, you might just get hunted down. Yeah, but I, I do. I, I do think there is some innovation left in that matchup. I don't think it's hopeless. Um, <laughs> Bold words. But, yeah, th- those are my feelings on that. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. I, think, I, I don't think the matchup is... You, I mean, you, you, you've heard Mango talk about the matchup. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Mango, a lot of the times I'll agree with it. It's just his argument, <laughs> the way he talks. It just feels like so on a whim. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I just feel like there's ever too much thought that's put into it, but you've got to get this vibe <laughs> where Mango doesn't feel like it's. He says what he means. <laughs> like he, like he, he does. He finds a way to put a little Mango spin on it, but he does say what he means. And I don't know. I feel like when Mango talks about, it, he's like, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's fine. It's like not that bad. Yeah, you get, you get messed up, like pretty bad. You know, sometimes Martha hits like a truck, but kind of thing. I don't know. But you know, Fox, Fox, Fox can definitely do some stuff. Yeah, I uh, I always mentioned like CC game versus Marth, and and I always harp on this. And Leffen's like, I, I forget what his response is to it. Like he can't get a proper CC follow up on Marth if he down tilts. Um, wow. But like I, I feel like if you position yourself close in as Fox and you prioritize that close in positioning and play those scrapping situations more, it's really hard for the Marth to do because every Fox that I play besides Mango gives me space. They give me so mm-hmm. much space, and it's never any like. Leffen was the best at mixing it up, where it would be like kind of this, he'd go in between, sifting between burst options, and then fall back, full hop, drift back, reset. Um, With Cody, I feel like I get a lot of space, um, and every other Fox, and I think Marth thrives on that. Um, Whereas when I play Mango, his punish game is not nearly as refined, and his sharking is not nearly as refined as Cody and Leffen's, but I feel way more smothered. Um, Mm. And I think there's some value in that. And no one's doing both. No one, no one is doing the mango pressure in neutral and advantage, and no one's sharking and hitting as hard as left. I, mean, I, can, I can say this because I played everyone. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't feel the same. It is not. Yeah. It is not equal. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no one's doing both. Fair point. Um, well, good luck, Fox players. Excited to see you play Zaidmore. I yeah, I'm, let, let's play it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed. Thank I'll, you. I'll be the fox. Well said. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Um, well, you know, it's very interesting. At that, uh, bringing up Mango, it does segue into my last question here for you. We're pretty much done. You've uh, done this podcast with us. How would you say this compares to uh, the experience of doing the 6-4? Mm. Oh, wow. Interesting. Both very different vibes. I yes. feel like uh, I feel like this has a lot more structure to it. <laughs> it's a yeah. nice change of pace. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, no fault to Leffen. Where, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, I like the structure here. Now the six four, I'm also part of that. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I, I feel like there's more juice on there where we'll talk a little bit more about the drama. So it's it's a it's 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 a different vibe. Yeah, they, they both got their own uh, unique qualities that I can appreciate on both ends. Tofi, look like you're about to say something. You change your mind? Are you trying to bring more juice? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, at the end of the day, what we talk about here at Radio Melee is 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 ultimately at the hands of what you, the people, ask us. So if you guys ask us, you can ask us about the juice. All we see in the Discord is questions demanding the juice. All we can do is deliver the juice. 
if we see questions that don't ask about the juice, we can't deliver the juice. So if you want to see more juice at home, you have an avenue yeah. to do so. Now, I will say, I also will say this. I also will say this. Sometimes I don't feel comfortable being a, a, a full-on juice Juice conductor. Guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On Mango the 6-4, you guys got to realize, you know, your top, I feel like, even if I'm right, sometimes there are things that as a top, as a non-top player, I can't say. Even mm. if I, because I feel like if Mango harps on our motto, like says something, you know, where he kind of makes fun of our motto or HBox or something, kind of do that. You can kind of do that if you're <laughs> if you're at that level. I can't make fun of our motto. Bring it out, dude. Bring, bring it. Let me see it. No, I oh, you want, you're coming after Armada now. Is that what you're telling me, Tove? I mean, listen, you gotta, I, gotta, I, gotta, I don't got a scoop now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see any Super Mario 64 speedrunners calling him the GOAT. Oh, dear. All right, oh, dear. I take back everything I said. <laughs> we, we got the juice and the structure. All right, so Zane and Armada will be on our next podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> next episode next week. That'll be fun. Uh yeah, we'll hash this out. We'll be sure to hash this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, I will say um <laughs> to to try and desperately pull us out of whatever we're in right now. Also, <laughs> I uh I will also say that uh in the inception of the show, um there was some discussion about what we were gonna do to try and keep it interesting, keep it fresh. There was discussion about about the juice, as it were, although it was called something different. It was called like Hot Topics or whatever. But I am not someone that's like really down to go after people. That's not who I am. And I Tof, think that's refreshing. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. I mean, if Toph wants to go after people, I'm not going to. I'm not going like, to go after. I'm not going to go after people. You John just Wick went style. after. You just went after. Damn, but, that. John Wick I style. Didn't, I didn't even. I didn't even. Mean it. I feel like I had to come up with something on the spot. Yeah, that was great. It was like I'm backing you up, Toph. And no matter if you're as long as as long as it's as long as you're like not way out of line, I'm gonna back you up. So I I'll, I'll back you up on your armada armada road. I think juice court. I think non-out-of-line juice is fun. Yeah, I think sure. out-of-line juice is you, you gotta draw. Well, that's why they call it drawing the line. That's why they yeah. draw the line. Yeah. Line, well, you're out of line. You gotta stay in the line. If you're in the line, you can have juice. If you go out of line, no more juice. That's yeah. right. It evaporates. Juice confrontation. Uh, that's what we call it, right? Juice, juice confrontation. Juice <laughs> I think. Juice yeah, smash. Mine, yeah, mine was. Uh, the, the, I talked to you about the, uh, with you about this tofu, but it was the Hbox tweet where he was like, when we won Game Five at Four Loco, and he was like, after playing, after practicing for two days, I was able to take Zane Game Five, and I read that tweet, and I was like, oh, I hate this. I hate everything yeah. about this. Um, it was so funny, dude. It was funny. It's funny because I read that tweet. I remember when I read it, I didn't think it was that bad. And then after I heard you talk about it, I was like, oh, I see. And then I went back and read it again. I was like, ah, I see, I see, I see. When I first read it, I didn't think anything of it. But mm. I totally see how you would have gotten a certain kind like of competitor competitor. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. 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 Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll get Hbox on next week too with Armada. That'll can, be we, fun. One. Yeah, we can we can talk it out. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> or be or beef it out. You know, I, yeah. I guess I guess we're gonna see. It seems like uh, we don't we don't want to leave anyone's needs unmet here. So <laughs> there, if there are juice needs, you know, we'll see what we can do. I guess it's hard for me personally, but uh, if everyone's that, if people are down, I will I'll officiate or something. I'll figure out what my role is supposed to be. Yeah. You're like, uh, uh, wait, who's who's a pacifist country? Is it, is it Switzerland? Switzerland, Switzerland, yeah. Switzerland, yeah. That's what you're thinking of. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm down to be Switzerland and all and all the the juice wars or or whatever it's supposed to be. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, so so it, yeah, the vibes are different. You like you're okay with the vibes here. It's just a different thing. And, and you said that there's value to that. I think it's great. I think there's too much juice out there. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> Twitter is like juice yeah. incarnate. Yeah, like, yeah. World. It's so a factory. It's a factory. Really. All right. But yeah. Um, so I think just having, yeah, the, like just honest discussions, like structure to it. I think it's very, very refreshing to see. So, okay. yeah, it's good. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to get your take on the overall thing. Of course, uh, man, the golden guardians, man wanted to see how he was feeling about what we were coming up with. So I thought I thought I'd throw him the question, but, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this was fun. Thank you so much, uh, Zaid for coming on and thank you again for being an awesome uh, host with me. Tove. I had a blast. Thank you guys for having me. Sure. Won't be the last time. Uh, hopefully not. Be glad to have you back. But uh, yeah, congratulations again on your win uh, last weekend, uh, Zane. And I'm looking forward to more of what you do and uh, also doing more filming with you. And anyway, with that said, thank you guys so much for watching. Please sub to the YouTube. We are going to be putting out content three days a week. So if you like what you see here, mm. click the little button, click the bell, all that good stuff. And we'll see you around. Thank you so much for watching and have a great day. Later, everyone. <laughs>